Dixie folks, and a hearty welcome to our drive-in theater. We have a wonderful evening's entertainment lined up for you, one that will provide several hours of pleasurable relaxation and diversion for you and your family. Did you fail to dress up for tonight's show? No tie, an old shirt and slacks, a house dress? Well, don't give it a thought. We're glad you came as you are. We just want you to enjoy yourselves. Don't forget to visit our refreshment center during the intermission or any time. You love the tasty array of snacks we have to offer. So will the youngsters. Everything is quality and mm, so good. We hope you'll make this a weekly visit. Bring the family. Bring your friends. There are always wonderful new pictures to see, delightful snacks to nibble, a gay, pleasant evening for all. Oh, a word of caution. Don't drive over 10 miles an hour in the theater area for your safety's sake. And mom or pop, go with the kids when they leave the car. We hope you have a wonderful time. Come back soon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Starlight Drive-In. Sadly, these next four weeks are the last four weeks of the season before we close the winter. So, these next four weeks is going to be cold as hell. That means your super, super hot chili has been selling like a mother popper, Carl. <laughs> Especially when it hits around 30, around two, 1, 2 a.m. Yep. I remember oh, those days. Yeah. Oh, and if any of you little bastards, like last year, try to egg my truck while we're sitting here, I swear to God I will catch you and do things to you that God will disapprove of. And as your mother looks upon your beaten corpse and says, my God, what has happened to my son or daughter? I will say it has only just started. <laughs> well, I was thinking you would put him to work uh, instead. <laughs> you know, changing reels or shit like I used to do. Oh, God. I don't see how the hell you change reels with chicken arms. <laughs> I tell you, carrying those, those reels, man, and those boxes you know or whatever you want to call them and you know that that was that was tough i'll I'll grant you that i think those things weigh about 70 80 pounds each yeah no shit i remember one time i tried to pick one up with each arm no fucking way (laughs) yeah your arm's like fuck you (laughs) exactly and since it's October, we're going to be doing how odd Halloween movies. Though. These are definitely off, off, off the beaten path. Good ones that you might not know of or you haven't seen. Because these don't get enough publicity and enough love. Agreed. Well, the first one was never even released to the big screen in America. Why? Well, it was 81 and... We were past our permissive stage in America. We had to get ready for the new conservatism. This is true. Yeah, and I think people were not being fun. <laughs> well, well, I think people were also afraid of of Borshek. Uh and we'll get into that because some of the stuff he did beforehand 
Ubai. <laughs> yeah, well, he was the art house porn king. Let's be honest. Yeah. Yep. But no question first, about it. As usual, go to your. We're going to do trailers. Go to YouTube and go to Grindhouse Horror Trailers from the 70s, Numero Uno. And, and we're right at zero, zero, zero. Yeah, let me get there. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm there. Yeah, we're right at zero, zero, zero. Are you ready? Yep. Give us the countdown, sir. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. I don't know why he uses the gym wreck because... Jim, the M rating only lasted maybe 68 and 69. About 71, I think, right? Oh, yeah, about 71 is replaced by PG. Right. Well, GP. And then they said, people are like, what the fuck is this GP shit? And PG. Yeah, so they changed Were they- been suggested. Step a long way in the seventies. Oh, absolutely. Sorry, folks. We didn't have the M when we by seventy two. It was GP, but we had something very close to that when we were doing attractions at the drive-in. Okay, when the I started first working one there. Saturday Sunday matinee. What's this? I'm trying to figure out which one this is. <coughs> It's English. Oh, God. And now the screaming starts. Yep. By the way, neither of us know what's coming up on this. We did not preview this, by the way. Have there ever been a good crawling hand movie besides the science fiction one from the 50s? Uh, Well, I don't know. Mad love. Mad love. Mad Love, right? Yeah. Doesn't he get his... Yeah, but that was more like a mind game played on him by uh, there. Right. This is when Amicus is trying to get out of the anthology series. Mm-hmm. But good stuff. And... Amicus always did good stuff. Seriously. Yeah. American cinema. Ooh. Okay. Oh, shit. Well, there are wolves. Oh, the pack. Holy shit, that... It's the pack, I'll bet you. Dogs! Oh, God, yeah. Oh. Oh, God. The pack is better. Yeah, the pack is better. This is just dogs. Mm-hmm. The problem is that they pick cute, sweet dogs. Yeah, really. And one of David McCallum's only leading roles, basically, at least in film. Oh, he's a good puppy. Puppy. Take away that old hag. He doesn't look good in the 70s beard and mustache. No, he doesn't. That man did what? Tell me that he wasn't biting her on the... Uh, 
Yep. Whoa. That's... Is that who I think it is, Dennis Weaver? Yeah, that is exactly who you think it is. Oh, the only good thing in the movie. Oh, God, yeah. And Dracula's dog is better than dog. And Dracula's dog's pretty goddamn bad, too. Yeah. Ah, run away! Run away! Run away! Run away! Run, run, <laughs> run, run for your lives! Kick some old fat person down! Oh shit, the fucking door! <laughs> no, princess, do not watch this trailer. Do not. No, no. Yeah, I can. <laughs> yeah. Killing someone seeing a movie, she's always like very interested. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, is this? I could... know this. Hey, oh, God, yes, this one. Oh, is good. okay. Speaking of Amicus, now we got a good one from Amicus. This is the one with the can with uh, the one where they kill I forget the star's name's daughter and they all eat her and had a YM feast at the end of the movie. And this is another adaption of Ray Bradbury's The Belt. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a takeoff on the belt. No question. Yeah, this is the one where Joan Kim Novak is the one. Right. This is the one where Joan Kovac gets mad at the tree with tits. Bom- Did he say Bominos? Uh, no, that's Bondaloo. Not oh, Bindaloo. It's not, it's not Indian. It's Bondaloo. I thought he said Bominos. That means run. Get out. No, it's Bondaloo. And it's not Bondaloo Gary, okay? That's the one that has the guy fucking the tree, too, I think. Right, exactly. This is a weird one of the weird ones, but it's still goddamn good. And Freddie Francis, who's always good. Oh. Yeah, that's that's the belt. Yeah, I'm sorry. The they version did. of the belt in uh, the Illustrated uh, the Man Illustrated is a lot Man better. The Illustrated Man is better. Oh, I know this one. See if you can get it. I'll only say two letters, Carl. E-C. Oh, okay. But which one is this? I'm not sure. Tales. Crypt. Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. This is this is the Amicus film. Well, both of the E.C. comic ones. Yeah. And I don't know, their last one from Beyond the Grave is good, too. Oh, yeah. Well, I, almost all of them are good. I think the weakest one is Bold of Horror, but even that's good. Well, you've probably never seen it uncut. True. That's probably true. Like, have you ever seen the scene in Bold of Horror where they put the spot, they put the wine tap in the guy's head and neck, and then they take the blood out and they go... Type A. 
Oh, yeah, this is a good one. I, yeah. I, the one that scared me was the, the, the nails that he has to run through. Oh, the, yeah, with the blind one. It ain't nails, it was razor blades. Razor blades, that's it. Yeah, I love this. I love the one with Peter Cushing just because of that poem at the better one. He was oh, evil yeah. from the start. Now he really ain't spoiling the rest. And that's Ralph Richardson now. I fucking love Ralph, Ralph Richardson. Wasn't Ralph as great as the Crypt Keeper? Yes. Freddie Francis Milton Sabosky, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. We had so, so many weird smaller companies in the 70s, like Cinerama and stuff. Oh, absolutely. That was a great thing. So think about yeah. it. Uh, you know, you get I all know these smaller companies, and a lot of them were were specifically for drive-in or grindhouses. Yeah. Oh, this oh. is my favorite Amicus uh, anthology. This one is the my favorite. Ah, uh, there he is. We're gonna see him tonight. That's Patrick McGee. Yeah. That that story scared the living shit out of me. Just thinking of those body parts going <sighs> like that. Yeah. Little seven, eight year old Steve was like, <laughs> you know. No, absolutely. Well, it's Robert Block too. You know, people forget how good of a horror writer he was. People look at the Stephen King and and and. Yeah. and you know, but Block was, that's who I grew up reading, Psycho and all those. I, oh, I grew I up love reading. Oh, I little dolls and shit. Oh, I love them. Hey, let's ruin the ending of the movie, all right? God damn it. Oh, nice. Do you remember what the alternate title of Asylum was when they re-released it? No. Don't House know. of Crazy. Ah, nice. What is this one? Turn on the lights. Thanks. This has I don't know 70s. this one. This it is definitely 70s. Oh, shit, no. <laughs> okay, I, I don't know this Texas. one. Be glad this one is bad. <laughs> the only really prominent thing in the movie is it's got a, it's the first movie that Linnea Quigley was ever in. Okay. And it has like a big giant twenty minute chase scene. Oh, and, it go, and, it's, and it feels like it goes on for forty minutes. See, look at the bartender. Look how young she was then. Yeah. That is one there. Good God. Poor old Wheeler seen his mama mama as a prostitute when he was a kid, so he just went psycho. And he's from Texas. Yeah, this, this, 
You could tell this is on the cheap, man. Definitely on the cheap. Yeah. The lighting's not good. The acting's not good. Well, these are early '70s, so who knows the quality of the trailers? Well, you know that. Well, well, also the quality of film. Remember, a lot of these now. Right there is the end of like the twenty-minute chase scene. Okay. But but the thing is, the quality of these, this particular one wouldn't have gone, wouldn't have come up north, not toward us. This would not be toward us. Yeah, be thankful. This one is not a good movie. Oh, yeah. We're we're talking some serious overacting here. God. It's a shitter. <laughs> yeah, really. Then why am I do? Uh, do I? Peter Proud. Yeah, yeah, Peter Proud. Yep. This is not a good movie. It's this a was... great idea, but they yeah. never did this idea right. You know, there was this, this there was Audrey Rhodes, too. This was another big uh, thing in there among the, what is it, the parapsychology nuts of the 70s? Yeah. Reincarnation. Yeah, but, yeah this is basically that you're reincarnated and, and, and you figure out who you were before. They did the same thing with Audrey Rose. There were a couple other ones, too. There was the one yeah. with... Uh, what was the one with Shirley MacLaine? There was one with Shirley MacLaine, oh, too. Oh, God, that racist piece of shit, the possession of Joel Delaney. Yeah, yeah, that's another one. But they were all the same basic story, but they never did it right. They never got it right. No, no, let's don't. Let's be I think honest. this is, out of all of those, I think this is the best one. Yeah. And that's not saying much. But, uh... Joe Delaney's a racist piece of shit. It has every bad cliche you would think about when it comes to uh, Puerto Ricans you would think of. Yeah. And Bing Crosby produced it, by the way. Yeah, he was big into there. Mm-hmm. Point of Terror. There's only one what, thing about, to make about this movie a fountain pen? Is this about a fountain no, pen? A, because that's exactly what it looks like. Who stars in this? I I don't know this one. Don't I, know it. I've got I've got it on uh, one of my Crown International box sets. Oh oh, bad seventies music. Bad music. Bad bad. Oh man, this does not. This is not a good print. Good God! You recognize who that that boy? Who's Dwayne Thorne? You ever heard of? Oh her? my God! It's Diane Thorne. Yeah, Diane Thorne. Yeah. 
Goddamn. The Night Child. A 70s Italian exorcist ripoff with the creepy girl from Deep Red. Yep. It's not that good of a movie. It's on the lower end of the exorcist ripoff. It's not that good enough to be watchable, but not bad enough to make fun of. Is it better? Is it better than Beyond the Door? Probably not. Hey, I like Beyond the Door. Yeah, so do I. That's what I'm saying. No, it's worse. Much worse. The two best Exorcist ripoffs are Beyond the Door for me, and then, then of course, um, Shock. Baba Shock. I don't know. I like uh, the Eerie Midnight Horror Show, a.k.a. there, because it has, uh, what's his name? Ivan Rasimov as the devil who rapes a girl into, into getting possessed by a demon. Okay. Well, it does have Ivan Rasimov. Yeah. There are worse things. Hugo Stieglitz, for example. Ivan Rasimov was good. He just... No, no, no. I he was. I agree. No one is worse than Hugo, good old Hugo. Into toilet land. <laughs> ah, the night child. Because we didn't know a good title for this movie. Oh, shit, this is one of my favorites. This one is the dark, is a dark, sleazy, great killer kid movie. Fifth Devil times five? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, this is sleaze beyond belief, and it's wonderful. I agree. Yeah, even Leif Garrett is good in this fucking movie. And it's got Boss Hog in it. Yeah. You know, I'm surprised I actually got the number right for once. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised too. There's uh, Boss Hog. Yep. Even though the trailer gives away most of the murders. Yep. And this one just ruins the ending. That's a nasty fucking scene right there. Yeah. I love this fucking pitchfork chair, whatever the hell it is. And this was one of the most nihilistic slashes you'll ever fucking run into. Oh, yeah. And it's the second most nihilistic killer kid movie ever. Uh, Yeah, yeah. There's one more. Yeah. Which is the best of them. And that By is, far. you can kill a child. Yeah. 
Oh, you ought to know this one. It wormed its oh, way. Oh, I know what this 70. is. Jeff Lieberman yeah. lives. Worm. I love this movie. I freaking love this movie. Oh, Don Scardino is so good in this. When I seen the title come up on MST3K, I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah, yeah. This this, this is not MST3K. Not even no. close. And they had to cut everything to make you want to watch the movie out. Yeah. This was one of those that really solidified the term 70s PG. Oh, yeah. This is one I'm like, how come this motherfucker didn't get an R? Well, you know, the interesting thing is there's that whole scene that you're seeing now with the floor. Those were actual fucking worms. And the one actress goes down into that. And Lieberman is proud that they didn't kill many worms on this movie. Yeah. Now, I don't think it's Lieberman's best, but God damn, this is a great debut. There's no such thing as a bad Lieberman movie. No, there isn't. There isn't. Not even close. Agreed. This thing I love. Blah! I love And those sounds that they make. Oh, yeah. And that fucking poster. That poster is beautiful. Poster is beautiful. If anything else scares the shit out of you, that poster will scare the shit out of you. Yeah. God damn. This is Canadian oh, film. Yes. You hear it? Yes, yes, yes. No. Yes. yes. I love this movie. <laughs> As a horror movie, it sucks. As a political commentary, it's fucking hilarious. As a political commentary, it sucks. As a porno film, it sucks. As a as a use as a waste of toothpick, yeah, that's probably what it is. It's a great waste of toothpick. I mean, guitar pick. Okay, we disagree, and I want everyone listening. To know that I approve of this movie. It is not a horror movie. It's a political satire, and it is fucking Okay, right brilliant. there is the only good thing about that fucking movie. Right there is the midget. Yeah, Liam Dunn. Liam Dunn. That's Liam Dunn. Yeah. No, he's the only good thing about this too. movie. Dean Stockwell's great in this film. Even the director admits they should have done some more work on the script before they filmed it. Yeah, but he didn't have the money and he didn't have the time, so they did what they could with it. And Moxie, this is the best. Oh well, No, it's not. Who is it? It's the guy who did Coming Apart. Uh, yeah. Milton Mo- Moses Ginsburg. Yeah. Uh, it's very proud of this film. With the phone booth is the best scare scene in the whole fucking movie. But as I said, this isn't a. This is not a scary movie. This is a political. I know, but don't you agree that that's the best scare scene yeah, in the whole yeah, movie? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the best scare the scene in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love this movie, okay? This is we more disagree of on this uh, one. Uh, Watergate satire than. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's a political satire. It's not a horror movie. Not even close. Oh, the incredible man! I love this movie. Yeah, but it's boring for most of the time. Most of them is just running around finding goop on bushes. Oh, man. Man, the last 15 minutes of this, though, is just fucking brilliant. Yeah. Uh, That's because of Rick Baker's effect. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I love this movie. It's not a great movie by any means, but uh, it's it's 70s horror, man. It's I perfect. love the ending. He just turns into a pile of goop. Yeah. And they go, ah, what the hell? Let's go. Ah, fives. Oh, I grew up on fives. They show both films every year. This is uh, the... This is the second one or the first? First one. This is the first one. Yeah, what a lovely night for a murder. Terry Thomas. And who plays his wife in this one? Uh, um, Carolyn Monroe. Yeah. That, there she is. There she now, is. Now, when we get into the 70s with Price, I think that is his decade. I mean, 50s and 60s, fucking brilliant. But this was when he went all, all camp and, and, and black comedy, okay. and it's just Here's fucking the brilliant. Here's a big question. What are you? Are you a Fibes guy or a Theater of Blood guy? I'm Theater of Blood. I'm Theater of Blood. I'm a Fibes guy. I love both of the films. Oh, I do too. Don't get me wrong. I love Fibes also. But, but nah. Theater of Blood. Theater of Blood. I love it because it's all Shakespeare. Yeah, this know, is the I'm one that's based on the seven, seven, uh, uh, um, uh, um, yeah. Well, a lot of people complain because it took away one of the most, they consider the most powerful things about Price. Yeah, his, his, his voice. Face. His voice. Yeah. Yeah, his voice. I love this. Just what he does right here. <laughs> he applauds. And I love the organ and, and just, the whole yeah. uh, uh, clap back of Phantom of the Opera. I love it. Yeah. I think we got time for one more. Let's see. Where is this at? Yeah, 27. We've got time for one more. Come on, give us the other five. Give us the other five. Give us the other five. Mm, I don't think so. (laughs) The Devil's Reign. Okay, this is a good one. Oh, God, no. Oh, come on. John Travolta melts in front of your eyes. Listen, this is... This is one of those movies that isn't good, but it's just 
so watchable. Come on. Yeah. Look at that. I can quote Look at Ernie every... makeup, man. It's fucking amazing. I can quote every line that uh, I can quote every bit of dialogue from John Travolta from this movie. Yeah. Blood Go ahead. <laughs> yep. Everybody dies in it, too. Yep. I'm scared, man. Hell, everybody was in this. Oh, yeah. That's, oh. And now, why are we not hearing it? Boo. That's right. Throw them down to the pits of hell. Break the glass open so we can just end this movie. Now, isn't is, is this the one that Antoine LaVey actually was part of? Yeah, he was on the set. How much work okay. he did was uh, highly disputed. High priest of the Church of Caper. <laughs> yep. I, I prefer the spaghetti, flying spaghetti monster, but that's me. So ah. don't, don't pick at it. You only make it worse. <laughs> Brian's didn't release. The Brian's didn't release. Okay, we're quitting. Yeah. Okay. And now, my friends, we're going over to the Criperion channels. And remember that yeah. the title of the movie is The Strange Case of Dr. Chekhov and, um, and Mrs. Uh, Osborne. Yeah. Go to the 80s Horse Collection. Go over one, two. Well, there's two there. There's Dario Gentles Infernos in the strange case of Dr. Jekyll and Mrs. Miss Osborne. Osborne. I just think it's funny that they he uses that. He this was his preferred title instead of Mr. Hyde. Right. Well, there's reasons for that too. Yeah. There's there's reasons for that. But the, yeah, this is this is good. I'm glad I we're doing this. Now that I sent this as a DVD version. I got the Blu-ray over there to Carl. And he called and said, what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay, we make a joke about Patrick McGee. But it's not a joke. Almost every goddamn movie McGee is in, he goes over the top. Well, this one, it's not just over the top. It's over the fucking universe. He goes over Seriously. the moon. Yeah. Yep. Okay, get to the strange case of Dr. Jekyll and Mrs. Osborne to start watching. And hit start watching when the countdown 
is done and go in five, four, three, two, one, zero. Here we go. Okay. While the movie, okay, now we're starting up. Valerian Borachek was like the art film porn director of choice for the art film theaters in the 70s. Well, films like Lebet, The Beast, Immoral Women, uh, Immoral Tales. And that's yeah. the scene yeah. there. It's, uh, it says Dr. Jekyll and Le Femme. That's the biggest fight that he had. They wanted Dr. Jekyll and the women, which I don't understand because not that many women in this movie that Dr. Jekyll consorts with. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, by Mommy. that time he was emphasized. I knew myself at the first breath of life to be more wicked. Ten friends more wicked than a... Where are you, by the way? Give me a, uh, give me a time Robert check. Robert Lurid Stephen uh, is. It's right where it fades into the girl running. Okay. So I was a little bit... Okay. I'm basically there now. Okay. I love the use of blue right here. The use of soft colors and all this. As a filmmaker, he is a really fine filmmaker. Where a lot of people will have problems with is is his choice of what he films. Yeah. Right. Uh, and he he did some of the most infamous sexploitation films. He actually did some uh, hardcore also. But you know, you mentioned La Bette. Uh, 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 behind Convent Walls is one I actually want to do of his. Uh, yeah. But but a fine, fine film. There's another one. I think it's called Last Rites, too. Yeah, and Got the that, Island of Love. Right. But this scene right here, in case you're wondering, is not added in by Valerian. This is in the book. It's just such a small passage in the book, you know. Right. A lot of height perversions in the book are glossed over, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we were talking beforehand about a lot of the other versions of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And even the 40s version with, with Spencer Tracy has has some real nasty parts to it that, that are... Like uh, him with the two girls, and they're pretty much uh, almost naked, and he's riding on the back of a coach and whipping them while they're bridled up like horses. Yep. And you'll notice this film has a lot of traits of... Uh, Buñuel's, uh, which one is it, Carl, you had to tell me? The one where the people are trying to have dinner? Oh, uh, uh, uh. The exterminating the discreet, angel. Uh, the discreet, uh, uh, Charmin blank the of the blue yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you. And that does fit this movie, too. 
And I checked, and uh, the English version of this doesn't have Udo's real voice either, so we're not missing much. Well, I have it on the on, on the French version. Yeah, with, with that's the, the only one that's on the Criterion. Right. That right there is Mrs. Osborne. Miss Osborne. And this movie is set during the engagement party of Jekyll and Osborne. Right. And this really gets deeper into the Victorian mores of the stories and uh, most adaptions do. Mm-hmm. No, it, it, it's a you know I mean look at those costumes he he spares no expense in terms of set design things like that laboratory not before entering. See, she is, she's already acting unladylike, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, Vermeer. Yeah, veneer. And this version gives him a reason why he'd want to turn in the hide. It's out of frustration. Right. You know, with with Valerian Borsak really focused on the sexual need and what you know that <clears throat> that thing that drives us to to have sex <clears throat> and that was his his big thing all the way through uh, behind convent walls which which i love he really gets into that with the um uh, cloistered nuns and and their 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 desires and wants and that's what this is all about it's about sexual desire uh, and I would say that's what all his movies are about. Would you agree? Yeah. And uh, this version of Jack, well, if you read Stevenson's story, it does that. But he holds himself in the Victorian prudishness when he writes it. So right. Jekyll is portrayed as a monster. Oh, let's uh, give it to me. Come on. Give it to me. Whoops. Yeah, I love it. I mean, both of them are into it. You know. Oh, yeah. (sighs) 
course, like every Buñuel film, you have to have a fucking priest. Absolutely. In this case, I'm surprised. He looks more like a rabbi than a priest. See, Reverend Donnelly. Yep. What a blessing. Well, not exactly. Uh... (laughs) Just saying. Ah. What? No, I just said, ah. Yeah, what? Dr. Lanyon. Yeah, pretty much every, almost all the important characters are there. Yep. But what's interesting is no version has ever told the story as... uh, Stevenson wrote it, which is backwards. Right. He told it from the end forward, you know. Right. And close your eyes, Carl. You're no, I'm not closing this. my eyes. I always had a thing for ballerinas, man. Always. You had a thing that moved. Well, you know. Shall I just say there is ballerina porn out there? I'm just saying. That's not a shock. <laughs> what was a shock was 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 uh, uh, um, Amish porn, but that's that's a whole different story. <laughs> One of the things about this movie, as I'm I'm seeing it again for the first time in a while, is is a lot of it is about movement. And how movement... Ah, there we go. There he is. I think it's interesting that all of the servants are wearing uh, Indian garb, setting this at the time of the British occupation of India. Exactly. And, of course, that's a type of repression, too. This is about yeah. repressed tires, so it makes exact, it makes total sense. <laughs> now, there is Patrick McGee. That's who we've been waiting for. And his...
Nice. I love how everyone's talking about like it's so innocent, but this is the dance and this their clothes is so fucking sexualizing their have repressed well, desires so far into the cell that they're ignoring it. Right. Well, well, you know what? If you've ever seen a ballet, boy, yeah. it's sexual. Yeah, that's more of a can-can dress than a ballet dance. You know what I mean? Well, can-can dress than a ballet dress. Yeah, yeah, With you're right about that. All that. So it does seem appropriate. Uh, you know, in the time frame. They wouldn't be using uh, stretched leotards by any means at this point in time. Yeah. And now we're getting back to the story. Can I use the shadows there? Yeah. Creepy music. Mm-hmm. And, and the backlit, the lighting and everything. It, it, it's yeah. very evocative. Incredibly evocative. We are free individuals the independent from phenomena. Kant. Yeah. I studied Kant. Out, yeah. If this came out in the 70s, I could have seen this getting a big art house released in the 70s and becoming a big hit. But in 1981, no, 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 no. It's just like as soon as, I, I, I think Richard Pryor said it's the best. When he's like, he was like, one day someone woke up and said, okay, the 80s are here, no more fun. Yeah. We did everything we could in the 80s to stamp out any, uh, Vestige of seventies hedonism. Right. I mean, take a look at the slashers. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Oh yeah. You You know anyone who had sex got killed? Just ask Kevin Bacon. Well, he did drugs too. Yeah, that's true. I love it. They're having a theological discussion. Well, this is more philosophical than theological. Yeah. But yeah, they're they're connected, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Atheism is height of courage. Are sensitive issues. They still are, kids. Even today. Yeah, yeah, that's the two things you don't mention in polite company. And they've already busted that taboo right here. Yep. Transcendental medicine. Alchemic. Alchemy. Mm-hmm. Isn't 
isn't that how new discoveries are made by taking uh, discoveries, scientific advances done by other people? Mm-hmm. Hell, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for uh, Dennis Perry's book or mm-hmm. any of the books and magazines that came out in the 80s and the underground uh, genre scene. We just took Psychotronic Encyclopedia, Phantom of the Movies, so yeah. Yeah. We just took all this information and took it to the next level. That's mm-hmm. what you have to do. And I like the fact that Wellarian is going that deep. Yeah. Well, he was. Uh, uh, in many ways, a philosophical director. Yeah. But that's sort of like lost over because everything is so full of sex, everyone just sees that. But don't worry, when this ball gets a rolling, that's how big every man believes his dick is when he's 21. Mm-hmm. I wish I'm not joking either, am I, Carl? No, you're not. Even she's like, I wonder what it'd be like to go to bed with her. Mm -hmm. You can already see the hedonism in Osborne. Mm -hmm. But maybe that's why they're such a perfect couple. God damn, four and a half kilos of mercury. Ah, Jesus God. A kilo. And then like most most rape scenes in movies back then, these are not presented as glamorous or sexual Lies. They're present as violent. The sense of inserts that he's doing here, where you have those short uh, inserts of the penis and 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 also the yeah. the torso, you know, it's a sense of shock that he's trying to do. And the sense of fire is building. How do you like that? An old warrior saying only peace brings progress. And he bought him a rifle. Mm hmm. I've been there but she's, before. She's actually drugged or something. Was she drugged? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, excuse me, dumbasses. Dumbasses! <laughs> it should be the other way around. Yeah. But I do love how he put. they put that. 
And they haven't really shown it yet, but you notice when they do, Jekyll looks more like uh, Stevenson's than almost any movie before. Something Mm -hmm. wrong about him, but not inhuman. Right. Is that true, Carl? Moments when lives are beneficial? You know, that's a good question, actually. That could be argued. That's a moot point. That can be argued because sometimes they are. No, it can't be argued because of this. Like if if your lady or your wife comes up and says, does this outfit make me look fat? No, not at all, dear. No, no, not at all, dear. You're just saying that. Fuck. Oh, lolly all lonely. Only all lonely. There was a lot of setup during this first 15, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Yeah. Like I said, once it gets going, God damn. Yeah, I I feel bad that McGee's real voice isn't in this. Because to hear him go over the top in in English with his accent is just momentously grand. It seriously is. And I love that Miss Osborne knows whose cane it was just by the way she touched it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're still going through the same bullshit today. Yep, we are. The big man. Oh, and uh, the English print of this called uh, Bloodlust. Yes. Carl is missing uh, the uh, 20 minutes from the aftermath of uh, the showing, well, showing the girl's body that's cut from there. And there's like 20 minutes missing from that whole section. Pretty much this whole section right here that we're going through right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the DVD you gave me was this cut, was it not? Yeah. I remember this. Yeah, the uncut yeah. version. But can you imagine everything that's setting everything up? Yeah, just gone. And all they want to do is get to the get to the quote good part. Without yeah. without giving you plot. I you mean, how many times video... have you and I? How many times have you and I argued that when they cut a distributor cuts a movie, they cut out all the fucking plot? Uh, Nightbreed. Right? Nightbreed's our biggest one that we complained about, if you remember. Oh, absolutely, but there's so many of them. 
Yeah. That's not if you remember. One. Yeah. If you remember uh uh Nightbreed cut out twenty freaking minutes. And then cut out the, the whole end. Yeah. Well, they changed the whole ending. But still, the whole ending that set everybody and everything up. They're like, we want to get to the monsters. Get to the monsters. Well, you know, I mean, take a take a look at uh, Dark City or take a look at... Uh, at uh, Blade Runner and what they did well, with... Well, uh, Dark City, they over-explained it at the first because they had Keith or That's exactly where I was going. Yeah. Which, 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 sometimes they go the other way and they give yeah. you too much. Don't right? fuck with the flow, people. I don't know how many, how many movies I've watched. And I'll say, the, the, the you know, somebody fucked with this movie. This isn't what the director wanted. I could always tell. Always. Your biggest cause celebrate might be the thin red line. That oh, movie God. was so severely severely at twenty severely fucked with. Oh, the big red one too. Yeah, but we got the big red one back. I don't think we're ever gonna get the thin red line. Uh, hey, we got we got until the end of the world back. Yeah, so but that was hard to put together because oh, that one uh, no, because that was the TV uh, miniseries cut. They just never released it over here. Oh, African spears, arrows. But, yeah. And why would you get that as a wedding present? Seriously. I do not know. Henri, where is he? Ah, here we go. Keep it in your pants, Patrick. Fuck it. (laughs) Seriously. Last thing we want to do is see your penis, but unfortunately, never mind. Uh, no, I don't think he ever did a movie where he showed his uh, little McNee. No, this is McGee, not McNee. McNee McGee. is the adventure. His little McGee. Yeah, this is McGee. Yeah. It's hard to keep those two straight because of the names. I make that mistake, too. Well, when I think of McGee, I think of... The wine? <laughs> What's the one Hammer film he did where he was the psychotic? Uh, you know, yes, fucking love that movie. And it is not 
It, it, that's another movie that was fucked with. Seriously. Yeah, I know I that was fucked with. There's a complete print. I don't think there's a complete print out there. No, I don't think there is either. Unfortunate. But this one, they tried to sell it in 1981, but no distributor in America would touch it. Because, like I said, we went to prudism really fast. The new conservatism, you know. Right. God, that's a beautiful shot. Oh, yeah. It's a gorgeous shot. Yeah. And you're just cringing because you know what's going to happen. See what I mean? He doesn't look... He looks odd. He doesn't look like a monster. No. Dance on her ass. He picked a totally different actor than uh, than Udo for this. Yes. Aimfield or Enfield? See, look how quick he comes. He's ready when the shit hits the pan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, the one thing about this particular film, even though it, it gets into some really, really rough territory, it's not as sexually provocative as some of his other films, like La Bette yeah. or Behind Common Doors. It's not. And I think in many ways he was trying to to make something different here. And he's back as as he is. Yeah, he's taking care of his uh The evidence. Itch. His little right. itch. You said evidence, I say, like I said, little itch. <laughs> uh-huh. Or as we like to say, uh, uh, perhaps little head, too. Yeah. That wonderful John Hyatt song. Yeah. Aim at the head. Good God. They're just shooting any motherfucker standing outside. Yeah. This leads to one of the funniest goddamn lines in the movie. Yep. (laughs) 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 We have killed your coachman, madam. (laughs) 
See? The Lords do not. The Lord does not guide the bullets. You do, motherfucker. Sorry. Seriously. Everybody says it is the Lord. Not one of the better days for this troop of people. No. This movie is also a comedy of tragedy, like, uh, like, uh, like you said, Buñuel's the discreet, you know. Uh, charm of the bourgeoisie. Yeah, discreet charm of the bourgeoisie. Because the rich, whatever foulness they do is not. That's that's a young girl. Yeah. God damn that pe- that penis went in her in her hoo hoo and come out her belly button. Yeah, seriously. Good God. John Holmes yeah, that, got shit on God. this guy. Yeah. What the hell are they shooting at? I don't know. Well, it's Patrick McGee. He could be shooting at anything. He's fucking crazy. Has he ever... Has he ever played a normal character? Seriously. No. Not He's that I know of. Yeah. I'm checking something. I want to know something. <laughs> <laughs> Did he ever play a non-batshit crazy motherfucker? Certainly not in the clockwork orange. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that when he went nuts? Yep. Oh, you know what? He was Lord uh, Cadigan in Ch- Chariots of Fire. Okay. Ah, General Strolsky in Telephone. No, he was crazy in that. Chevalier de Balabare and Barry Lyndon. Oh, that was pretty normal. Same. No, not no, no, not in that movie. Yeah, Loser's father. He was nuts. Doctor Basker in the final program. He was nuts. You're missing him going back. Shit here, man. You're missing him. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. I'm going back. I was just doing my duty. (laughs) 
I think he's right. She is ready for it. I think she really likes that sewing machine. <laughs> yeah. Good God. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm saying just. I've never had a woman do that to me. I'm just saying. I'm not exactly you mean normal. take her clothes off? God damn. I feel sorry mm. for you. No, well, no. Yeah, but but like. Oh, he's going batshit crazy. <laughs> Come on, man. This be your only chance. And he's doing this basically all in one location, too. Yeah. And they don't figure it out. Yeah, Yeah. they haven't figured it out yet. Haven't she learned one of the rules? And that is don't trust. At least there's one thing we can be assured of. What? This doctor, this Mr. Hyde, rides both sides of the fence. Yep. <laughs> God, Patrick McGee going nuts. Tell that shit up, man. Tell that shit that up. Talk. Good God. What? I could I could almost see this MS three three K T three K. I could almost see it as an MS T three K. Yeah, but they oh. would have to cut so much out of it that it would make no fucking sense. Yeah, true. 
Well, all they have to do is the Patrick McGee scenes. Yeah. And he's never around when 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 Hyde is out. Come on, man! If you know Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, but this is in such an enclosed place with enclosed people. You would think that somebody would figure it out. Yeah. That I think that's the biggest problem I have with this film, to be honest. Well, because they're stupid. Yeah, but but you've got you've got uh, a priest, you've got you know a uh, philosopher, you've got all these people, and of course he's making that point that they're all stupid. I mean that is his point. I get it. But still, I, I I don't buy it completely. But it's it's Borchek, so I don't really fucking care. But I do want to make that point. Yeah. And I don't think the LGBTQ community would like this part of it. Depraved homosexual. I don't know. They'd, they'd applaud him on his taste. I think you have a point, but I don't want to go there. <laughs> Why aren't you calling the police? Because he tore the phone out. Oh, okay. Then why don't they want one of you dumb motherfuckers? He got a big, he got a big old penis. I'm not saying this movie for everyone, but if you give it a chance, it is great. Oh, yeah. It's one of the better versions of uh, the Jekyll and Hyde story. It just seems after this, they got real stayed with the story. Uh, Well, that's not completely true. Okay, I mean, uh, there's Doctor Jekyll and Sister Hyde, which actually, in many that ways, I prefer. This, this is 1981, Carl. Yeah, and what is that? 85, 86. What Doctor Jekyll and Sister Hyde? Yeah. No, that's the 70s. Oh, that's the 70s. Okay. Yeah, but the 80s we had Jekyll and Hyde together again, the bizarre oh, cocaine comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Uh, and Mrs. Hyde, the crappy one with Sean Young from the 90s. Yep. 
And of course, uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hype with uh, Oliver Wasn't Reed. Wasn't that with Gutenberg? Mr. No, Hype, that's Oliver right? Reed. Oh, that's Oliver Reed. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> There, there was a comic one with Gutenberg, wasn't there? No. No. Okay. I'm okay. Mandela effect. And Sorry. And don't forget Mary Riley. Oh God. Yeah, I'm, I'm forgetting Mary Riley. Sorry. Yeah. But outside of Doctor Jekyll and Sister Hyde in the early seventies. <laughs> They didn't make him any attempts in the 70s either. No. This is actually one of the, the universal horrors that have, hasn't had as many remakes over the years. Or, you know, reimaginings. Well, I can see why. Mm-hmm. There's so much in there that it will be... Hell, it be a lot of the stuff inside the story will be considered taboo more... Today than yesterday, mm-hmm. or same with right. Dorian Gray. <clears throat> yeah, I love Dorian Gray. By the way, there's a there's a good thing on Shutter right now called Queer for Fear, which talks yeah. about the LGBTQ uh, ramifications of horror, and they bring up Dorian Gray. Go and I love how subtle. I love how subtle the soundtrack is on this. Yes, I agree. He could have gone all the way all the top in it. In fact, there's hardly any music. And I love how Udo plays this ritualistic like uh junkie. Mhm. You know, you know he's doing we, that. We talk about ritual. Udo and, and how much of an icon he is, and and I, we think of him more in his later years. But he was a hell of an actor back back then. Yeah, he really was. This he was gets always pretty good. much uh, book in his two Morrissey films. Right. Oh yeah, he's without a for doubt. Dracula and Fresh for Frankenstein. And notice we call them Morrissey films. They are not Warhol films. And Just want not, everyone to know. Yeah. They're not. That was some bullshit Bryanston put up. And here's where voyeurism really starts to come into play. If you're watching this, yep. if you're listening to this on Block Talk, you'll see. Well, even on uh, da, 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 <coughs> our other big ones. You'll see a picture of uh, Mrs. Osborne peeking in while reflecting. Mm-hmm. And I love how sad he looks when he gets ready to change, you know? Yes. And up here comes the what I consider the most interesting twist in this movie. Okay. 
We'll talk about it when it comes, but right now I just love it. How she's just <coughs> watching, you know. <coughs> There's the image right there. Yeah, that's a great image. And that's one of the things you look at here. I mean, you you know, if you're viewing this, you know, in, in terms of the sexual content, you're really missing a lot of this film uh, because it is the images. It is the, the how he's uh, focusing on it's dark at either end of here and, 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 and then you see... You know, just the light and the eye and all that. Those are absolutely wonderful shots. And look, she's descending up in the darkness. Mm-hmm. And what does knows. that look on you? Look at that look on her face. What does that look say? Oh, yeah. Does that look say like, oh, my God, no. Or, hey. Oh, yes. Some of that. Yeah. Well, it's all about sexual desire, and and we and that's what all his films are about. It's all about sexual desire, and yeah. should it should it be repressed? And of course, he's in in the sense that it should not be repressed. We should be who we are. Yeah, and Robert Lewis and Stevens's original story is pro repression. Right. Well, of course, it's pro repression. Because it was Victorian, you know. I mean, if you redid this now, it's a whole different actor now. And the I color of the eyes. eyes, too. Oh, yeah. That's beautiful. And it is very, very much, you know, about addiction, too, and sexual yeah. addiction. Oh. And uh, drug addiction and addiction to the next rush. Exactly. And, you know, there is sexual addiction, trust me. Yeah, but you can put in all kinds of addiction, you know, addiction oh, to the oh, next sure rush. Oh, sure, absolutely. You know, alcoholism. Uh, 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 gambling. Drugs. Yeah. Gambling, yeah. Uh, buying cards. Yeah. Why is the, the, why is the water that color? I don't know. It's like he's, it's like he's in piss. Right? Mercurochrome. Oh, Mercurochrome. There we go. This is a hell of a scene, I'll tell you that. Yeah. And we joked about Udo Kier going over the top. He doesn't. No, he doesn't. Not at all. McGee goes over the top, not to Udo. McGee always goes over the top. Yeah. Look at her. She wants some of that shit. Yeah. This 
You're right. I forgot about the Mercurochrome. You're absolutely right about that, by the way. Yeah. And I love they do this for the switch. Yeah. What I always try to do is look for the film. I've not been able to see it yet. Well, you got 30 seconds at least. Okay, now I've just seen it. Because if you notice, the right. film just turned a little bit darker, now it's ready again. There was the cut. Yeah. And I love how, like I said. Is that a face of fear or orgasm? Look at the ass hair now, too. Yeah. I, I, I like it. And he has the mole. The mole, man. Think about it. He invented Mr. Hyde in Victorian ages, invented the mole. Nice. And we are getting pretty close to the end of the movie. So uh, yeah, we've got we talk- another we got another half hour yet. Yeah. We got a half hour yet. problem with the Jekyll and Hyde mythos is a lot, a couple of the 70s films tried to associate them with the Jack the Ripper mythos too. Right. And how you like that the mirror he looks to look at himself is dirty. Mm -hmm. I love the way he did, he shaved his eyebrows he just did enough to make him look odd, not yeah. monstrous, which is the way they described him in the book. Because if you remember the book, they said, he looked odd, something was off about him, but I can't place it. Right. Hey, homeboy, forgot the hat. Yeah, forgot the hat. Well, fuck you then. No, never. (laughs) (laughs) Then what exactly is he doing? Oh, he's destroying all the mercury. Yeah, he's destroying everything that could, you know, right, gotcha. change him back. Whoever that Polish guy that Borachek, uh picked for this role is so fucking good. No, I agree. I agree. And he's doing it without dialogue. 
You know? Yeah. Just, and without this the whole big section where it's that uh, you know, yeah. usually Mr. Hyde, you get to see his face, they put on monstrous makeup. But not here. Oh, I love, because you know what she's thinking. Yeah. Boy, you're allowed to give him morphine? I gotta I gotta see you, Doc. I'm just asking. <laughs> yeah, well you're not a lady. No, true. True, but I do have my cheerleader outfit in there, so you know, maybe they might well not have to shave. Fuck it. I love that she knows the secret passages around that place. Yeah. You know, she, there's been no nudity of her, but boy, is she, she's hot. Yeah. She definitely is. I mean, that was one thing about Borachek. He didn't, his ladies were not pinups, but they were very, very sexual. Jane Birkin particularly in, in Yeah, you could call them, uh. Oh, he's beating the shit out of his mother. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what Sam's thinking, you fucking piano playing bitch? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Part of me why I take my potion. He takes something that gives him a big dick in me. I just take all honey lemon drops. I know life ain't fair, is it? Nope, it's not. Yeah, you're not really faking the piano real well. I'm just saying. You did much better at the first time. Neil. You know, I'm not sure the timeline, but when when um, this was written originally, was that before or after? Um, after all the killings in London, Jack, Uh, was it before? After. Okay, so so you know there, you know this is a uh, reaction to that, perhaps. Well, he said the first draft of this book horrified his fiance so much that he. Destroyed it and rewrote a second story. Okay.
And I like the name Hyde because it's like, you know, the evil that hides inside you. Oh, absolutely. That that was the whole point. You know, I mean, Stevenson was knew his language, understood completely what he was doing with that. You know, that was something when I originally read it in uh, in high school. That was something our teacher made a point of, of making us notice. She's a hell of a throw. Yeah, really. going to shove those up our ass. (laughs) I hope not. Well, that's the way. She's still playing the piano, please. I'll get the fuck out of there. I wouldn't be playing the piano, and I'm a musician. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm Mexican. I, 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 as, soon as, as soon as the motherfucker left the room, I'd be like, fuck it. Oh, big ass spider, man. He shot her with an invisible arrow. Yep. And I love that she does the only thing that she can do to save her ass. (sighs) Yeah, I love that shot because he definitely looks looks demented in that shot. Seriously. Yeah. Oh, God. Ow. Oh, I forgot the last scene is in the apartment. Okay. Oh, well, at least you survived, Mom. Sort of. Uh, we used to have one of those phonographs. Uh, 
And that's not exactly how that works, but it's okay. An old Edison player, man. Those things date from the 1890s. And they were wax cylinders. Wax cylinders, absolutely. Of course, the old uh, 78s were wax, too, before they they went into the charcoal. Now, I've never figured out what the solar core was, what that is. Do you know what that is? Yeah, it's the I know, okay. That I understand, but is it a real thing? No. And I, I, I like the ch- how how they do the changes here. Udo Udo's going crazy here, but it, this is really well done. Notice in a lot of these things, starting here and, and just in general, that this yeah. trust of science, you know, this is where you start getting the mad scientist trope that was all in, in horror films. Yeah. Well, don't forget where, uh, when uh, Jekyll and Hyde was written, you was basically not even... One two centuries away from the time where uh, someone would get burned alive at the stake for if they did, did what they considered alchemy. Right, exactly. Yes, princess. I, I'm almost, we're almost done. The other thing is, is this makes the the uh, the difference between love and lust very, very apparent. Yeah.
an angel. She's an angel. Again, not exactly subtle. Hey. Where we're at. Um, we're, I'm at 117.15. Yeah, we got another too. 15 minutes. Yeah. Well, we're pretty much at the climax, you know. Right. The final act where she does the outrageous. Yep. And in every other version besides Dr. Jekyll and Mrs. Hyde, which I think is acute that you bring that one up, none but versions of uh, Jekyll and Hyde have dealt with uh, female lust. Mm-hmm. Another thing, this would you could adapt this into a trance story for sure, which is sort of what they did with... with uh, Dr. Jekyll and, and Miss Miss Hyde. It is. That's the Ralph Bates yeah. one. Uh, but this could definitely be adapted uh, for trans. No question. Original and superior self. So he knows he devolves. So it still has that Victorian sense to it. Yeah. And that's the problem of adapting it to modern time. Well, maybe not nowadays. You know what I mean? I do love the way this ends, by the way. Yeah. And, and we're getting to it now. I love it. I love it. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. And there's no bombastic music either. It's no, the not same, at all. you know. There's a real lack of score here. I love this. And then when he sees that, Yeah. I mean, I mean, I love it. Instead, of, you know, instead of his look, you know, like, no. oh shit. Women can't be like this. Women can't have this fun. Yeah. Here's the whole first nudity we see from her when she actually yeah. frees herself. And even then. Yeah, this, this this is a wonderful ending to this. Um, okay, and we're about to go into overtime sense. and uh, catch us on uh, about 
10.15, and it will be up. Thank you very much. Now back. Yeah, I mean, I love it. She is just, and unlike him who fights in this, she's, she is just, she's, uh, she's in ecstasy here. Yeah. Freedom for the first time in her life. Oh, and it's not, you but, know, again, he's not getting over here. I mean, she still has to I don't to care about nudity. I love the way those things are just sticking to her fucking curls. Oh, yeah. Well, there. that's the whole point. Yeah. I love what she's doing. Get your ass in there. Get your ass in there. Yeah. Hurry up before we can fuck. I love how he's just giving in. And I, I love the, the 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 eyes and everything. And that he's fighting it and she doesn't. Right. Wow. Sometimes what you don't see can make it more beautiful than what oh, you absolutely. do see. Exactly. And as I said, the, the the sexual part of this is is very restrained for Barozic. Trust me, you want to see Barozic un, unfurled in the uh, immoral tales, uh, La Bette, uh, yeah, behind convent walls. Last rites, not this yeah. one. I think immoral he was actually looking women. for a different audience here. He wanted to go more art house uh, uh, in terms of acceptable art house with this. Yeah, and and they rejected it. Yeah, which is a goddamn shame. <laughs> nice. God damn, that girl must have been horny because she told it because she just threw her boyfriend in the fucking back seat and just sped off down the goddamn road. Some vicious movie must have worked on her. Destroy your art. Free yourself from art, you know. Free yourself from restrictions. Hang a naked girl upside down. Now, we don't see what happened to her. We just know something happened to her. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Transcendentalism. You want to explain to people what that really is? It's to transcend reality. Exactly. And that's basically what he and she have done. The transcend transcended the Victorian Moors. 
And here yep. we go back to the first of the film. Only thing I don't like is they burn the veneer. Yeah. You're violent. Becomes a primitive man. The id. Destroy everything. Destroy your art, you know. Destroy your art. Steal this book. Here's the biggest music push in the movie. Yep. They get in the cart. They fuck happily ever after. Nice. And again, it, it, it's it's very erotic, but it's not. It's not in many ways. It's not even softcore. It's you know not nearly as graphic as softcore. I mean, there are those sheet shots of the giant penis for a second, yeah. and and for destroyed uh, um, vaginas. Of course, that's going to make an NC seventeen. <laughs> And I but love this how is they the switch act- over from uh, Udo and her to her their id sales. Yeah. You know. And finally, after this whole movie, they get to consummate their relationship. Yep. And they're drinking blood from each other's wounds. Yep. And the score is really interesting too. It's it's minimalist. It's almost like Vangelis did it. Yeah. Right? No, I but can't on think a of Vangelis and minimalist and minimalist. Uh, when I think of Vangelis, I think of Chariots of Fire. Right. <laughs> And I love she looked at us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great last shot, man. Good Lord. Almost turns into a vampire film. And now the film's going crazy. Yeah. In focus, out of focus, shaking. Mm-hmm. Well, they are in a chariot, so so he's trying to make sense. Yeah. <sighs> Marina Perro. I don't know if her... Doing any other movie. Uh, but the dialogue all by Borochik. 
Bernard yeah. Parmigiani. Hey. Yeah. You know, let's I have some spaghetti. Me. Oh, by the way, Howard Vernon, who played Layman. Howard yeah. fucking Vernon. And who is he most well known for working with? Oh, Franco. Yeah, Jesus Franco or Jess Franco. Mm-hmm. Decor, Valerian Barosic. So he did all yeah. the set design too. And I love the credits are quiet. Because yep. you really are after that. You're just sitting there. Damn. Yeah. You're, you're like, uh, you're shaking. Like I said, if this was released in the 70s, God, can you imagine the impact it would have had? Well, you know, the other films we mentioned were all 70s films. You know, yeah. uh, um, this, as I said, this is a little more reserved. So maybe that's the reason it didn't, it didn't get the... Uh, um, yeah, didn't get the uh, uh, love. You know, I mean, it, it, it's a shame. It's a damn good film. You know, but it's not. It's it, you know, it's not something that I would uh, recommend to everyone. Yeah. Right. But more people, more adventuresome horror fans need to see this. I agree. I agree. I've been trying yeah. to get this for years on uh, on the gray market circuit, but it seems like as soon as a company got a good print in stock, they sold it for a little bit, then it went out of stock right quick. Yeah. And then I was at Monster Bash, and I was looking through a table, and I was like, Arrow, do, 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 Dr. Jekyll and Mrs. Osborne. Oops. Bye. Yeah. Yeah, really. And this proves no. how yeah. equal. Yeah. Criterion is getting this Halloween. Oh, there's so many good things on Criterion. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> like last yeah. night on uh, Cross Channel, <laughs> he did Wolfen. Yeah, most we think that werewolf film to come out of uh, one, and you could even fight that it's not a werewolf movie. Well, I someone someone said in one of the posts that it was a werewolf movie. And I said, no, it's not. It's a shape shift. That is not a werewolf movie. It isn't. It's no, an Indian it's spirit wolf. Shape shifters. Yeah, it's shape shifting. I'm not being parent because that's what they are. They can change from wolves to hawks. Blah 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 blah. But, and, but uh, yeah. We, yeah, go Keep ahead. going. And uh, what are you doing uh, sa- Saturday, Senor Queso? Okay, well, we're gonna be we're gonna be on Deviant Legion on on Saturday, and Stephen and Doc and I 
are doing <laughs> Santo Don't you? e Blue Demon versus the Monstros. Or Santo so and the Blue Demon what that versus is. the Monsters. Yeah. It's Santo and Blue Demon versus the Mummy, Dracula, female Dracula, Frankenstein, Wolfman, uh, the Cyclops. And the Brides of, Fra- uh, of, of Dracula, too. Yeah. It's like Probably a couple brujas. Yeah, they're like throwing in every fucking monster they can. It's like, okay, get them all in here. Yep. And next yep, week, and... well, me and Carl will be going down to South Carolina to this little drive-in that's like out of the way back in, uh, like in the middle of Dubai, in the middle of like a swamp country. Yeah, and we're we're gonna have fun with this one. I'm really looking forward to this. And we're gonna watch the most unique Exorcist ripoff to come out of the '70s. Yeah. And that and is so Curtis. Go ahead, Carl. I said so unique that I don't consider it a ripoff. I consider it a whole different genre. Seriously, and that I do is, not. Yeah. And it's Ruby. Well, I, you get to announce it. Yeah, Curtis Harrington's Ruby. Oh God! And 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 you, I'm going to go off on this one. I'm letting everyone know. I love this movie. This was this. We actually had this at the drive-in uh, because uh, this is the uncut uh, version with uh, the blood in the machine and the other a couple other scenes that were cut. Right. And, and, and we had the cut version, but but uh, Howard knew how much I loved Curtis Harrington, and he made a point of, of getting this for me. And it, I guess it wasn't easy for him to do it, but but yeah, we did Ruby, and and I'm I shocked loved, because that one was like a drive-in staple in the South in the seventies. Yeah, in the South we were in Northwestern PA. Yeah, but you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah, but he had, he had to pull some strings for this. I know he did. Because he told me. Told me he got it directly from me. Um, and, and, and Piper Laurie is just glorious in this film. You know, we all know her from, from Carrie. But damn, she's as good, if not better, in this film. Curtis Harrington's one of the most underrated horror directors from the 70s and people have forgotten him and he did so many great movies uh we actually about three months ago on deviant legion we did one of his films called games that uh rachel and i did and rachel was really impressed with that film yeah she really liked that so so yeah this is going to be good it's going to be good what, okay, so that's what we're doing next week for you as Ruby. I, I do want to just say that on Tuesday, uh, it is now set in stone. Uh, Rachel and I will be doing one of my favorite comedic, uh, lighthearted uh, vampire films that is also on Criterion. And again, we want to thank you. Uh, 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 what is that? And that is Blood and Donuts. I oh, cool. love Blood and Donuts. 
I love it. To... There is so much <laughs> unique goodness on that, on Criterion this month. Even some title, I'm like, God damn, they got that shit. And they got, they got, they got uh, a beautiful print of the key. The first time probably any of you under, well, under my age group have probably seen a gorgeous print of the fucking key. Yeah, I'm probably one of the few because I actually saw that in the theater. Yeah, but it when looked good on VHS when it first came out. But like I said... Throughout the years, we've had to deal with. Uh... Now, you know we we know that certain parts of that was cut out, and it's unfortunate. Uh, but it's probably <sighs> never going to be be uh, uh, restored totally. But at least we got a really good cut of it. And a, it's and hard a to do when a director has said, and I quote, "That movie can go fuck itself and go to hell." <laughs> Well, I, I'm okay with that. I'll go to hell with it. I have no problem. Yeah, Michael Mann. And thank you for everyone, and enjoy your Halloween week. See you next week with Ruby. Absolutely not Diamond, but Ruby. Good night. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. I hate to leave you, but I really must say, oh, good night, sweetheart. Good night. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. I hate to leave you. I really must say, oh, good night, sweetheart. Good night. Well, it's three o'clock in the morning. Baby, I just can't get right. Well, I hate to leave you, baby. Don't mean maybe because I love you so. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. I hate to leave you. I really must say, oh, good night, sweetheart. Good night. Mother, oh, and your father. Like it if I stay here too long. One kiss and stop, and I'll be going. You know I hate to go. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go home. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go home. I 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.